0: When I came out of restriction, complete restriction from my eating children, and began the, my recovery process of eating more, I went through four years of a binge restrict cycle. And that cycle taught me a lot about restriction. It taught me that restriction can be far deeper than just not eating or not eating very much. Restriction can lie in the details of when one eats, and how one eats, and what the conditions around eating are, and how many hoops we jump through in order to be able to eat. And in truth, it was the recovery binges of the binge restriction cycle that really taught me where I was restricting, even when I didn't know it, even when I thought, I'm eating, and I'm eating enough, and... Why am I still binging? I had to do a lot of searching to find where the restriction was. Because there's one thing that I learned in my recovery. It's that if I am binge eating at times, it's because I'm still restricting, even if I don't think I am. You are listening to the Eating Disorders Recovery Podcast with me, Tabitha Farrar. Hi there. So um, today I'm just going to talk to you. I'm not going to interview anybody. I'm going to talk to you about a blog post that I wrote recently got quite a lot of comments and attention on it. So um, I thought I'd elaborate elaborate (laughs) a little bit more in in an audio in a podcast. So uh, I recently wrote about anorexia recovery binges and why those do not mean that you have binge eating disorder. And um, I went through recovery binges, and I call them recovery binges because, you know, frankly, that's what they were. Um, I was definitely binge eating, I was eating um, an incredibly large amount of food in one go in a very uncontrolled manner. And I know that some people don't like to use the term binge, but I'm using the term binge and I want to reclaim that word and use it in a positive way. Uh, Binge doesn't have to be a bad thing. In fact, binge can be a very healthy thing if you are recovering from a restrictive eating disorder. So I'm not going to be shy about using that word. I like to use the word recovery binge because that's what they were. So um, the first thing to know about um, eating disorder recovery binges If you're on the path to recovery from something like anorexia nervosa and you've been restricting for a long time, the first thing to know is that you don't need to be scared of these things. It's actually a very natural part of how a human body responds to starvation. And it makes sense if you think about it from an evolutionary standpoint. So before there were supermarkets, and before there were shops on every corner, and before food was as widely available as it is in the Western world. A long, long time ago, think caveman style, food would have been pretty scarce, especially in the winter time. And so humans probably had to go without food for extended periods of time. And what would happen is in these starvation periods, when food was scarce, then the body would probably be like, well, there's no point in giving hunger signals because obviously there's no harvest right now. Obviously the buffalo are somewhere else and they're not going to come and let us eat from them. So I may as well hibernate and conserve fuel, shut down quite a lot of unnecessary processes, have a little bit of a hibernation until food comes, until springtime comes. So that's probably why a lot of us, once we have been restricting and not eating enough for a long time, we start to not feel the hunger cues very much. We don't actually feel hungry. It's like the body's gone into winter. It's gone into restriction. And then when we start to go into recovery, we start to eat and the body's like, Whoa! (laughs) springtime, you know, there's food, but also it doesn't know how long there's gonna be food for. So it wakes up those hunger signals. You know, say if um, I was um, a cave woman and my caveman husband or my caveman girlfriend had killed a buffalo and suddenly all this meat, my body doesn't know like how long that meat's gonna be there. It's just like, we have to eat as much eat meat as possible right now because for all I know, there could not be another buffalo killed for the next three months got to eat it all right now. I mean, it got to eat it all right now because it won't last. There's no refrigerators. Got to eat it all right now because the wolves might get it if we don't or some other um, scavenger. So it makes sense that the body, once coming out of a period of starvation, presented with food, would eat a ridiculous amount of food, would eat as much food as humanly possible would eat past fullness and just keep eating and eating and eating because the body's just like I've got to get as much fuel in me because I don't know how long it's going to be until there's more food and that's what a recovery binge is if you have been having a restrictive eating disorder such as anorexia when you start eating again sometimes it just suddenly, it's like the floodgates open. I mean, I i went through, let's just say, not just my fridge, my fridge and all the cupboards in recovery binges. I ate more food than I thought any human could ever eat. And when the first time that happened, I was devastated. I thought that I had failed so badly at anorexia recovery. I had gone straight into binge eating disorder. And I thought, who does that? It would be me, wouldn't it? I would be the only person that tries to recover from anorexia and the same day develops binge eating disorder. And my eating disorder had a field day with it. It told me, this is it, you have binge eating disorder. You are gonna binge eat now for the rest of your life and it's uncontrollable. And the only way that you can make sure that you don't binge eat for the rest of your life is to stop eating right now and go back to restriction. And unfortunately, because I, you know, was still in the, the stage where I sort of listened to my eating disorder too much, I restricted. And, the, you know, my, my recovery binge was, was at night and I woke up the next morning and felt disgusted with myself and I didn't eat that day. And then the next time I went to eat and I started eating, I binged again that evening. And then I was in this binge and restrict cycle for years. Every time I started to eat again, it resulted in a binge. And then I'd restrict afterwards. Or I'd restrict and exercise like a lunatic afterwards. It's the same thing. Restricting and purging via exercise or any other way, it's still a binge restrict cycle. So this is why it could be bulimia. It can be exercise bulimia. You can call it what you want. It's a binge restrict cycle. It can get you locked into it, and it can seem like there's absolutely no way out. There is a way out, but you have to be really brave because the only way out of a binge restrict cycle is to stop restricting. The binges are happening for a reason. The binges are happening because you are restricting. Every time that you restrict, the body thinks it's going into starvation mode and that food is scarce. And so therefore, the next time you start eating again, it's going to go, hell, we've got to get as much food in as humanly possible. And it will binge eat because that is what it's evolved to do as a response to starvation. The only way to get out of that cycle is to have your recovery binge. And then if it's like me in the evening, you get up the next morning and you eat your breakfast and you eat your snack and you eat your lunch and you keep eating that day and you expect that you might binge again that evening. And if you do, you say, well, that's okay. Because I'm sure I needed that. Like I'm un, I, I've been restricting for years. In my case, it was 10 years. So I had to learn to, um, whenever I did have a recovery binge, just think to myself, I needed that. I needed all that food. My body would not have done this if it didn't need all that food. And I had to trust that. And I had to get up the next day and eat and continue eating. And that's not to say it was easy, it wasn't. I had all those doubts. I had my eating disorder telling me that this is just gonna be forever. If you keep eating during the day, you're also gonna binge eat at night and it will continue and continue and continue. But the truth is it didn't. And after a while and after weight restoration, when my body could trust that it was out of that starvation period, those night binges started to wane and they got smaller and they weren't getting smaller because I was artificially restricting and thinking, I want them to get smaller. I don't want to eat as much. That's not why they were getting smaller. They were just getting smaller because naturally my body was more satisfied. It had enough resources and it didn't need to binge at night as much. So the recovery binges were becoming superfluous. They, they weren't needed as much and they naturally waned and then they stopped. And I haven't done that for years. And here's the reason that when we're in recovery from a restrictive eating disorder, we obsess about food so much and we want to eat as much as possible. When you're restricting something, the brain gets focused on it, if it's, if it's a food substance at least. Um, and when the brain's focused on it, it's like all you can think about. It sort of starts obsessing about it. And that's why it feels like all you're ever going to want to do for the rest of your life is eat all of the foods that you don't want to let yourself eat and they eating just sort of latches onto that and it says see 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 if you start eating chocolate and burgers and chips that's all you're going to ever want to eat you're obsessed about it and it's all you want to eat but it's a bit like this right um if a starving person is in the desert and they haven't had water for three weeks well they'd probably be dead if they went that long maybe if they haven't had water for three days They will obsess about water. They will hallucinate water. All they can think about is water. There is no room for anything in their brain other than obsessing and fantasizing about water. Now you take that same person and you you put them next to an oasis in the desert. They are gonna drink a lot of water. They're probably gonna guzzle water. They're probably gonna sit by that oasis and just bathe themselves in water for a long time until they finally feel like they've had their fill of water. And then, if you put that person in a house with taps and plenty of water surrounding them, they're not going to obsess about water anymore. They're not going to even think about water. After a while, water is just this thing that's there that they can have whenever they want. And that's what it felt like for me in recovery when I thought about food. So when I was restricting, all I could think about were the foods that I would not let myself eat. They just filled my mind. It was like there was nothing, there was no room for me in my head. I was just thinking about food. And then when I started to allow myself to eat those foods, I, I binge ate them. I recovery binge ate them. I went through phases where all I ate was cheese. And then for a phase when all I ate was bread. I think I went through over three loaves of bread in one day once, and my eating disorder was screaming at me, saying, you know, like, that's just so abnormal, you can't eat bread. But you know what? I was done with restricting, and I just thought, if my body wants to eat ten loaves of bread today, so be it. Because for the last ten years, I haven't let it eat bread. And you know what happened with the bread? I went through a lot of bread that day, and I went through a lot of bread the next day as well, and the day after that. And then slowly... I kind of just got over bread and now bread is something that's that's just in the bread bin and I can eat it when I want but I certainly don't obsess about it all day like I used to and I went through those stages with lots of foods and they were always the foods that I've been restricting or been limiting myself you know I used to only be allowed oh two slices of bread a day you know that's 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 too much and now I have no limits on that I can eat as much bread as I bloody well want but because I've allowed myself to do that for a while now you know I just don't feel the need to eat bread all day long and it's it's like that water example you know water's in my tap I don't need to obsess about it there's no limits on it I can just have it and that really is the gift of recovery your greatest fears when you're in recovery and you're in those wanting to eat massive quantities of the very foods that you've tried not to eat for so long There's a huge fear there that this is just it this is going to be for the rest of your life you're going to eat yourself to death you're just going to eat all these foods that's what the eating disorder will tell you it's not true all that happens is your body eats that food until it's done until it knows there's no restriction there and then it just moves on to other things and once the restriction is completely out of your life you don't obsess about food anymore you really won't. Your brain will open up, and you'll have all of this space to think about much more interesting things. Because food will just be something that's there that you can have whenever you want. And so, the thing with recovery binges that I want you to take away from this is don't be scared of them. They are—they're there to help you. They—you know—they're there to keep help you get better. They would be there to keep you alive, and. That's what our bodies are designed to do when we restrict food. And the only way to come out of an eating disorder and fully recover is to completely let go of all restriction. It's okay to eat a lot of food in recovery from a restrictive eating disorder. It's not the same as binge eating disorder. Binge eating disorder is vastly different. It affects different parts of the brain, Um, so I'm told, if you look at the neuroscience studies on eating disorders, or the theories at least around binge eating disorder, so that's one thing. You know what the other thing is? In binge eating disorder, there's no restriction. If you've had a restrictive eating disorder for a number of years, there's been restriction. And the binge that you're experiencing is a result of the restriction. In pure binge eating disorder, there may have never been restriction. The person has not restricted food. And so the binge is a completely different of chips. And that's very different from the sort of recovery binges that I went through in eating disorder recovery. I was eating a lot of food in those recovery binges because my body was underweight and because I'd been restricting. And here's another thing that I think is really important to know, that you can have an active eating disorder no matter what weight you are. So you can reach weight restoration but still have a very active eating disorder if you have reached weight restoration whilst still restricting. And by that, I mean... You know, I, um, when I started weight restoration, I was still very restrictive in my eating. Um, I could eat 4,000 calories a day, but they were 4,000 calories of mainly carbohydrates and food that I felt safe eating. I was very scared of eating fat, which is why I wrote a book called Love Fat. And it took me a long time to get around to eating fat. So I was weight restora- restoring, um, I was gaining weight but I was still heavily restricting what I could eat. I was not allowing myself to eat enough fat. And so therefore, even when weight restored, I would binge eat on foods that were high in fats because that is what my body needed and that is what I was not allowing it. So you can weight restore and still be restricting. And the key is to find restriction and eliminate it because When you find restriction and you eliminate the restriction, take out all of the rules that you have around what you can eat and when you can eat it, and you really and truly allow your body to just eat as much as it wants, whenever it wants, regardless of what that food is, and you let go of any ideas that you have in your head about what a balanced diet is, and you just let your body eat, if it wants to eat bread all day, you let it eat bread all day. If it wants to eat ice cream all day, you let it eat ice cream all day. If you allow your body to consume without restriction, then you will reach a place mentally where you stop obsessing about food. And anyone who has a restrictive eating disorder knows that the actual weight Loss, it's kind of the tip of the iceberg. It's the mental processes, the obsessing around food that drives us batshit crazy. And that's due to restriction. And so that's why you have to find the restriction, eliminate the restriction as you weight restore. And if you have weight restored and you're still not there mentally, that's generally the problem. You're still restricting and you have to find where you're restricting. And so recovery binges, they're like a gift Because in that binge, it will show you the foods that you're not eating. Because I tell you one thing, I never recovery binged on vegetables and apples. Like that wasn't the food I went for. It was peanut butter, butter, cheese, fat. It was the foods I was not allowing myself to eat. And as I allowed myself to eat those foods, just because I wanted them... Then the binges slow down and begin to stop. So find the restriction and get rid of it. It's really important to me that this this bit about restriction. You probably noticed because I went on for it about it for a while. But I feel that a lot of the problem with treatment right now is we uh, is people get weight restored with restriction, and that is one of the main problems with meal plans. Meal plans can become restrictive. You know, if a person has been restricting for 5, 10, 20 years, some of the people that I've worked with as a recovery coach have restricted for 30 or more years. If a person has been restricting for that long, then they can get on a meal plan and they can turn that meal plan into restriction as well. So it's crucially important that they let go of all restriction. And I think that there's a lot of problems in the way that. We weight restore people in treatment because we do so whilst restriction is still present. And I think the other part that really um, drives me a bit crazy is the notion of a balanced diet, that person in recovery from an eating disorder, restrictive eating disorder, I'm not talking about binge eating disorder in this podcast, talking about restrictive ones, that a person in recovery needs to eat a balanced diet. I mean, please. I ate fruit and vegetables for ten years. Like I was so out of balance that my body wanted to eat fat in recovery. And who am I to tell my body, oh wait a minute, no, no, no. You you have to eat still eat fruit and vegetables and have a balanced diet. Like that's artificially, that's me, my brain, artificially trying to tell my body what it needs. And it doesn't work. You know, like I had pushed my body so far out of balance by restricting. Who, who am I to say what balance is? If my body was just saying, I need to eat chocolate for the next three weeks in order to get myself in balance for some you know deficit that I had created by restricting for so long, then who am I to tell it, oh, no, 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 can't do that. It's not a balanced diet. You really have to let the body rule the um, recovery process because it will tell you what you need. The scary part is just responding to it and allowing it to do that without letting all of the Twitters of nutritional science and what's healthy and what's good and what's not in your ear tell you that this is the right or wrong thing to do. I had to completely let go of restriction. I had to completely let go of all of the rules, cultural ones as well. There are rules around what's okay to eat for breakfast. And, you know, what if my body wanted steak for breakfast, which it did in recovery when I went through my meat stage, it wanted steak for breakfast and... Who would I be to say, well, that's not balanced. A correct breakfast is, is bran Fates and yogurt, or a correct breakfast is is bacon and eggs. My body wants steak. That's what it has to get when it's in recovery. And the real magic part is, is that when it was ready, my, my body sort of naturally just started eating a more, I guess, what you put in inverted commas, balanced diet. It wasn't via me saying, well, now it's time. Now I'm weight restored. Now I have to eat normally. It just sort of naturally happened. I, I didn't have to do anything about it. And that's the wonderful thing about the human body. It knows what's up. It knows what it's doing. And I think that most of the problems that we have now are come from us interfering and artificially trying to balance our diets because like, like, we think we know best. Because the, the, the limited nutritional science that we have tells us that, oh, no, body doesn't know how to do that. You have to balance it for it and you have to dictate to your body what it should eat. And um, I did, wrote this in a blog post as well, but you know, what's next? Am I, am I, are we to decide that actually our bodies don't know how to breathe correctly and we should, we should balance our breathing and, you know, like we should really start to limit the amount of breathing that a person does in the morning and try and increase the amount of breathing that they do in the afternoon or change the ratios between carbon dioxide and oxygen. Cause maybe the body doesn't really know what it's doing there and maybe we, we need to interfere and help it out. That's kind of what we're doing with food when we start to interfere with what the body wants to eat and what our appetite wants us to do and say, oh, no, that's not balanced diet. You should be eating at least one portion of vegetable and carbohydrates along with that. Body knows what it's doing. And I think if I learned one thing in recovery, it's that nutritional science is inadequate. Listening to that just got me sicker. However, my body seems to know what's up. And the only way that I got recovered was by throwing nutritional science and the yeses and rights and wrongs out the window and just saying, well, it looks like I want to eat strawberry ice cream all day today. So that's what I'm going to do. Now, of course, if you're in recovery and you don't feel hungry, that's something else. That's when you have to just eat anyway. And that's when a meal plan can come in handy. Because I've been through those stages as well. Recovery is messy. I go through days of ravenous hunger followed by days like I just don't want to eat anything. And on the days that I didn't want to eat anything, I did have to override and be like, you're eating, hungry or not. You know, I do have a motto, hunger is a luxury. It's it's not required for eating. And so I would make myself eat on those days and that's what I had to to do. But on days when I was hungry, a milk plan could become restrictive because on days when I was hungry, I could eat the entire fridge. And I had to allow myself to eat the entire fridge. Even if the meal plan said beans on toast with two eggs for breakfast. If I wanted to eat the entire fridge for breakfast. Well I had to allow myself to do that. And so that's how the meal plan can be both a huge help. And a big hindrance in recovery. Because we have to take each day as it comes. It's a body. It's an organism that we've got. Not a machine. And I guess all of this. This whole podcast is... All I've been trying to say is there is no upper limit when it comes to eating disorder recovery. There is no right or wrong as long as you're eating without restriction. A lot of that comes down to intentions. So if your intentions to eating the food are because oh I'm eating this because it's the less calorie thing that I could get or I'm eating it just because it's the less scary thing that I could eat or I'm eating it because I just want to eat it and no other reason. If your intentions are in the right place, there is no such thing as eating too much food in eating disorder recovery. And so recovery binges, whatever you wanna call them, you gotta see those as a good thing. They are helping you get to where you need to be and you can learn from them because the foods that your body binges on in recovery are the foods most likely that you've been restricting. And that's where you need to let go more and not just allow yourself to eat those foods more in non-binge times, but actually actively make yourself eat those foods more in non-binge times. Thanks for listening. Um, Please do reach out to me if you have any other topics that you'd like me to cover on either the podcast or in the blog. I love it when you talk to me. It's it's why I'm here. There is nothing that I will not, talk to you about, um, as far as my experience, um, with eating disorder recovery, um, is concerned. So thanks for reaching out. You can get me at info at tabithafarrar.com.